I don't know if I have breakfast or not. I'm starving. Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another fantastic episode of the HR Talk podcast episode 308. Coming to you live on TikTok at the same time as we're getting that recording down. Something new that we're going to be doing from now on. I'm JC up by the northern border. I can see Canada from my house. And down all the way in sunny central Florida, the man, the myth, the legend. You know him, you love him. He's the HR pro to end all of HR. He is the dark Sith overlord of human resources. He is a a, a deeply accredited and nationally acclaimed speaker. He's going to be talking at HR Florida coming up soon. Ricky Bias. Hello, JC. You know what? If I open up a map from my house in Orlando, Florida, I too can see Canada. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, interesting fact about Canada for you real quick. Um the southernmost point of Canada is actually lower than the border of California and Oregon. Did you know that? People that live in northern California near the Oregon border are actually more north than Canada. Well, southern part of Canada. Yeah. You got to check that out on a map sometime. It'll blow your mind. It just it makes it explode. It's crazy. Huh. Okay, I'm not going to do it now, but okay, I'll believe you there, JC. Hey, I'll you got you. You to work with me a little bit. I was up till about two in the morning last night. Uh, had a, had a fantastic event. Uh, it was actually a wedding. Beautiful couple got married. Excellent place. It was inside a brewery, believe it or not. And oh. uh, Kate and Matt, I wish you all the best in your future life together. We rocked that house, man. It, it got crazy. The second most requested song of the night. Guess what that was? What? Wop. Cardi B. What was the number one most requested song last night? Take a guess. Something else by Cardi B. Britney Spears, Toxic. Everyone's ah, hooked on that right okay. now. So yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of okay. what we had going on there. So uh, yeah, I'm, how... <laughs> I'm a little tired. You know, stayed up late, got everything going this morning. Uh, was working on clips and and getting the uh, rundown together. And boy, sure is sure is great to be back with you. In your perspective, though. This last world, this last week of, of business, we're always on the tip of the spear, man. We are always on the tip of the spear of talking about the current events, talking about what's going on in the world of business, talking about what's going on in, in the world of not being a prick at work. And, <laughs> and, and basically everything that we talked about last week just came to the forefront and it was out there in the news yet again. And we've been beaten over the head with it day after day. Your perspective on the past week of current events, please. It's JC, you are spot on. It's, you know, you normally bring it up to my attention, but for the past couple of years, everything we talk about, like a couple of days later, you send me some links. Look, they're talking about it here and then here, whereas before we never talked about it. And I, I always notched it up to, oh, it's just a coincidence, dude, relax. Dude, you're, you're making sense here, man, because every week, Ever since then, that we go live with any specific topic that nobody has talked about before, it's just coming up to the forefront. And as soon as last week's episode dropped, when we talked about what the NFL is doing and what these other organizations are planning on doing with the uh, with the COVID nineteen vaccine, and I asked a question, and you asked the, uh, the question, how many more are going to follow suit? Right. And guess what's happening? 
they, they're following suit. Oh, you know what also and, happened, though, too? That coach that was being fired for not getting the vaccine in Minnesota, that. That, that turned around and they hired him right back. Did you see that? They, they're affording him the equal and fair opportunity to uh, employ countermeasures to keep his job. See, I, that's not what I read. Uh, what I read was that the person who gave the information about that coach gave the information too prematurely. And I think they gave bad information and the, and the coach really was not let go. The coach exactly. knew that was what's going to happen. But then they still haven't entered into the dynamic dialogue of ADA as to why he shouldn't get the vaccine. I think the, the source from whatever news story broke that gave wrong information. Here, here's the interesting thing, though. When you think about the past week and, and, and being hammered over the head over and over and over, get your vaccine or lose your job. Get your vaccine or lose your job over and over. And we know that this is actually happening in the world of healthcare. Maybe it's not working uh, like that on farms, okay? It might be a little bit different in the world, world of agriculture, but in the world right. of hospitals, that, that may be the case. But when we're thinking about the NFL in this particular story, as well as what the president came out with regarding the um, uh, or the Biden guy, whatever you want to call him. He came out with that thing about the, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can you can you can get it or you could wear a mask Forget and take it. countermeasures, oh, okay. but you still have your job kind of thing. You know, people are walking back from the edge. It was almost sensational at the beginning of the week. Get the vaccine or get fired, depending on your industry. And now that's gravitating more towards get the vaccine or wear a mask at all times. And, and you know what, even if you have the vaccine, you got to wear a mask anyways, or who knows, you know, I mean, it's all over the board. It's all over the board. It is all over the board. And it's before, remember before it was like, okay, should, should we require you to wear a mask or not? But JC, we called this, we called this last week. And as soon as the NFL took the the uh, their stance they did, as soon as DC Cruise Lines took the stance they did, as far as their customers are concerned, it was only a matter of time, a short amount of time, to, to, to be honest. It was only a matter of time before other companies would follow suit. Now, here's, here's where it gets really dicey for HR professionals because we – here's what's funny. I was talking to uh, uh, the uh, friend of the show, David Miklitz, about this. Um, because he and I were going back and forth, um, you know, via text and on LinkedIn talking about the EEOC and what kind of uh, of, of um, guidance they've given. And he pointed me to Section K. If you go to the newest EEOC guidance to frequently ask questions or just the, the newest guidance, a Section K, where it talks about where you can, businesses can mandate vaccines and they can ask for proof. C-A-N, not C-A-N-T. They can't do that. And this was released on the end of May from the EEOC. So this isn't anything new right now. Um, well, I mean, in current standards, it's about a couple of months old. But they say they can't do they can do that. But here's the thing. Here's what HR professionals need to understand. Don't forget about the ADA and religious accommodation protocols you have in place because those do not go away. Pandemic or not, those are still there. What does that mean? That means if you got companies like Disney, you've got companies like Walmart, who in the past couple of days, they said, we are now going to require our employees to be vaccinated. And they got 60 days to do so. If you have an employee that comes to you and says, I can't take the vaccine for ABC reason, that's when the HR professional or the leader has to know 
has to be savvy enough with the law to fully understand what that means. And they're asking for an accommodation and you have to entertain that the uh, the uh, accommodation route. Because otherwise, you're violating ADA protocols, and you're also violating um, anything on the EEOC when it comes for a religious accommodation, and you so, have to so that. if there is a pastafarian belief that vaccinations for specifically COVID-19, while they're in the experimental phase, is something that they don't want to do, you must respect pastafarians. You have to respect the process as far as the law is concerned to to listen to what that person has to say and to go through the process to see if it's a reasonable accommodation for this person not to get that vaccine. Whether you keep saying that, whether it's emergency use authorized or regular, use, it doesn't matter. Right. If the federal oh, government, I'm, I'm going to keep, keep saying it until it's actually Fine. like not experimental anymore. That's why, because that's the truth. That's that's what it is. It's not actually fully FDA approved. It's still in the experimental phase. It is a clinical trial. And you know what? It does actually, you know, contribute to reducing hospitalizations and reducing death. Yeah, but JC, that's like if you and I go to a restaurant and I'm I'm introducing you to a bunch of people you don't know, and I'm like, hey, this is JC. He has two hands and two two feet. That's the truth, but I don't have to say that every time. Right. Well, why why, why, why do you want to ignore the fact, though, that it's still in a test phase? I'm not ignoring that fact. OK, well, good. We're on the same page then. So it is experimental still. <laughs> you know, it is. It is still something that's being worked on, you know, and being tested and et cetera. It'll be interesting to see when that actually comes to fruition, where some of these mandates reside is, is all I'm getting at. You know, Cole Beasley from the NFL, he chimed in with something this past week. And the summary of what he was saying, he's, it's been a hot button in the news about like, you know, everyone thinks he's anti-vax. Everyone thinks he's anti this or that. And he came out, he said straight up, I'm not anti or pro-vaccination. I'm pro-choice. Cole Beasley made the comments in viral social media posts. It's all about the choice and having that choice. It's all about the choice on whether, well, yeah, yeah, you do have the choice. If if your organization says that you need to be vaccinated within X amount of time for you to be coming to work, you're right. You do have the choice to get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated. You do. But you're not. But you're not shielded for whatever consequences comes as a result of your of your choice. Yes, you do have the choice. But there's consequences with those choice one way or the other. You know, what's interesting right now is the political political bend the political politicalization of what's taking place with the vaccine and the deep desire to exceed the percentages that they thought that they were going to hit in the january time frame where we see the majority of like the the big push as that concerted effort over the past couple weeks with the intent to just simply get more people vaccinated now as some businesses are choosing to mandate that and force people to get those or lose their jobs. Other businesses are also sitting back and saying, you know what, we're going to amp up the remote work end of things. But we do have a story coming up a little bit later where an employer that's allowing remote work is also mandating if you work from home, you got to be vaccinated to work for them, too. So that's going to be interesting to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. Well, yeah, I, it, it I reminds guess we, me we, of we, like yeah. the uh, state of Minnesota or Wisconsin, whatever it was going back a few months where they were mandating everyone wear the masks and they were having their council meetings and whatnot. And they were required to wear the mask while they're at home alone on Zoom. <laughs> I mean, it's it just it is it, it, mind bottling, you know, as some would say, it is mind bottling. It does, yeah. It does. But, uh, it just, does a, just, a quick look, just a quick le- weekly roundup, real quick, of some of the the slapback came back. So I'm going to mute you periodically. The um, weekly roundup, if you could, just in a heartbeat of 
some of the main headlines that we saw of businesses that are jumping on the train of get vaccinated or get fired? What do you got? Well, now that uh, now that <laughs> my system is not bringing this up the way as quickly as I wanted to, I'm sure there are some businesses out there that are doing it. You got Google that are mandating. You got Walmart. You've got Disney. You've got a lot of other organizations that are saying, hey, you, you, you're coming back to work. You need to have this vaccine. Now, put, now jumping over to the uh, piece where the organization is saying, yes, you can work from home. However, you still have to be back vaccinated. My question to that would be the purpose of that. I'm wondering if the purpose of that is, is at some point they're going to require the associate to come back into the office. Because if no visits into the office is required as part of your general duties, then what's going to end up happening, th- then you don't need that vaccine. Now, that's just my opinion on it. You don't need it. At the end of the day, I am a big advocate for organizations to make up their own minds as to what they want to do. So if that's how they want to do it, that's fine. They're gonna, it's going to hurt their pockets when employees start leaving the organization or enough employees start leaving the organization because they feel like they're being squeezed a little bit. Because there's no rationale for you to have uh, uh, a, a, a uh, vaccine mandate when your employees are not going to come into the office. Are you afraid the virus is going to come through a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting? I mean, <laughs> what's the point? So that to me, I don't fully understand. Yeah. But yeah. let the market decide, JC. Let the market decide um, uh, the, the, the job market. Excuse me. Let them decide um, how these policies are molded, which we saw happen. This time last year, you and I were on this show talking about how there's a lot of organizations out there with for wanted, uh, for, um, help wanted signs, but they're not willing to pay enough. Me, I don't want the government to step in and dictate how much you should pay. I believe the market should decide. And guess what happened? The government didn't step in too much. But now a lot of people said, we're not going to go to work. The, the businesses were suffering. And what did they start doing? McDonald's jacked up their rates. Walmart jacked up their rates. Disney Universal jacked up their rates. The market decided. And you also, have the, you also have the big push of the automated kiosk uh, where you can make your orders through a, a kiosk instead of an individual. You've got that big push of like uh, – uh, different things at different businesses that might eliminate the actual human at some point in time. It is going to be interesting where that thread uh, dies off as well moving forward. I've got some That's major it. pressing issues for you for the week, oh. though. When you're ready to shift gears, you let me know. Shift shift gears. Go to third gear, brother. Go ahead. All right. Here it is. And uh, due to the slapback, my friend, I'm going to mute you while I read this right here. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn is going to allow individual teams to decide how and when they want to return to the office. The company is not currently mandating that employees in the office must be double vaccinated. LinkedIn is giving its employees and team managers uh, greater freedom to decide how they want to return to the office, if at all. The company outlined a fresh hybrid working plan, says it intends to step away from a one-size-fits-all policy. In October, LinkedIn announced that it aimed to reopen offices from September and that it anticipated staff would work in the office 50% of the time. Do that 50% of the time, it works 100% of the time. In an update (laughs) Thursday, the company now says it won't mandate either a specific return date or the amount of time in the office. And as we look for, and and that was uh, from Business Insider, a, a, a great uh, writer there, Stephen Jones, very very good writer, one of the best, very big writer. And then big also writer. chiming in on the LinkedIn topic was Daphne LaPrince Ringuet from Znet.com. 
In her piece, she says that LinkedIn won't expect those employees to come into the office anymore, period. The social media did take a abrupt U-turn in a previous policy requiring employees to be in the office at least part-time. The platform's CEO, Ryan Rolansky, announced the policy change in a LinkedIn post, citing some new learnings from the past months, suggesting that employees wish to decide where they work for or where they work from themselves. So Rolansky pointed to the firm's impressive performance in the last quarter, which saw LinkedIn join Microsoft's list of $10 billion businesses. In what was described as a testament to the success of new ways of working. Now, LinkedIn employees, as a result, can now expect to decide where in the world that they would like to log in to work. Quote, we trust each other to do our best at work where it works best for our teams and for us, said Rolansky. The expectation of being in the office 50 percent of the time has now been removed. Therefore, the company expects more employees to be remote than even before the COVID-19 pandemic. An internal poll that uh, an internal poll revealed that 87% of LinkedIn staff would like to be in the office sometimes, not all the time. Erolansky confirmed that more investments would be made in physical workspaces, both for everyday work and team meetings. And with a policy update, LinkedIn has roughly aligned itself with its parent company, Microsoft, which unveiled a few months ago the new rules of hybrid workplaces, focusing on letting employees choose where they feel most productive. And if they don't have to try Karen's salsa dip with golden retriever hair, they're even happier. Facebook, uh, tell me about it, right? Facebook, Twitter, Square, and Salesforce have all confirmed their employees would be able to work from home on a permanent basis If they desire and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that he expects half of the company's workforce will be working remotely in the next five to 10 years. Ricky Baez, over to you. And I bet Mark Zuckerberg delivered that message while holding the American flag while wakeboarding in Ohio. Right. (laughs) He did do that. He did do that. Now, look, for for an organization to say we're going to leave it to the different teams to decide what's best for them. Worst idea ever. Worst idea ever. Why do you say that? Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a leader from team one who has a completely different perspective about this whole vaccine thing than the leader from team two. So the leader from team one is going to require people to come back to the office because he's like, I don't trust y'all. The leader from team two is like, I'm big vaxxer guy. Stay home. Leader from team three could be, be completely different. So don't leave it up until the individual teams. Instead, what they should do is they, they should give executive executive leadership should give two two rules. That's it. Number one, give the employees the option whether they want to work from home or work from the office. Number two, make sure that you have enough infrastructure to support whatever they decide they want to do. Well, it sounds so like in these pieces that they already have that covered, though. But the the part that threw me off was the leaving it up to individual teams because that means it's up to the, the leader of that team, one person, to say, all right, so we're it, all going to come it, into the it, office. See, I took it as across the company what we're going to do is we are going to put a blanket policy in place that allows you that freedom and flexibility to work remotely from anywhere. And then the individual teams could chime in and make their decisions through those team managers whether or not they want to apply that. What you're saying is rather than – putting the power in the hands of that team manager, leave it in the hands of the employees. So it doesn't matter what team you're on. If you choose to be remote, you you're remote. Correct. It's it, 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 okay. whatever they want, whatever they want. But I like that. 
put put the policy in place so they can decide. Because if you leave it for the different team leaders to decide, you're going to have different points of view, and they might bring their personal political ideology into the workplace, and they might implement it or interweave them into those different policies that they're putting in place. So you want to avoid that because then what's going to end up happening, you're going to have team A that works from home, team B that works from the office where they could really work from home. They got the same job as the people in team A. But how come I report to Bob? He he forced me to come into the office. But everybody who reports to Susan and team A, it's <laughs> able to work from home. That's not fair. No, it's right? not. It's, you you yeah. got a great point there. So horrible idea. Just put those two rules out there. Leave it up to the employee and make sure as a leader, the employee has whatever um, systems they need to make sure that they can perform, whether they're at home or at the office. Now, back to the vaccine thing. Right? <laughs> if you're working from home, I don't I don't see any reason, any reason why your organization. Oh, sorry. If you're working from home and you don't have any requirements to go into the office right. or into right. a customer's home, I don't see any reason why you should be mandated to get a vaccine if you don't want to from a business perspective. Right. From a personal perspective, everybody protect sure. themselves and everybody else. But from a business perspective, I don't understand it. Now, right. How 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 could you logically mandate that and say, no hey, you're going to be working from home. I'm never going to see you. But if you don't get vaccinated, you're fired. But stay home <laughs> or or work in Sri Lanka, wherever you want to be. I don't care. Uh, just make sure you're vaccinated. It's weird. It's, it's weird, weird when you think about that. Now, for those of you wondering <laughs> why organizations are doing this, I understand why organizations are are doing this. Let me give one quick example, JC. Oh, you're talking if, about you, like the uh, the COVID money and the kickbacks? That part? No, I'm that not part? talking about COVID oh, okay. money or kickbacks. I'm not talking about anything like that, JC. Good Lord. No, here's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is if, let's say you don't have any kind of social distancing protocols or no mandates, and then you don't believe in that, then you have an employee that comes into the office for, you know, just for lunch. They get everybody else infected. Everybody else now has to be out of work because they got infected. Half the people may be asymptomatic. They don't have anything. The other half are severely, severely sick. One of them passes away. We're liable now because we didn't have any processes in place to protect all the other employees. That wasn't reasonable because this person would be alive right now had this person not had been required to go into the office and no social distancing protocols and this person now got covid now this person died had that person not been employed with us that person would be alive right All now right, million, do- million dollar question for you then so the the duty of the employer in your opinion right now ends at the tip of the employee's finger not at the end of the <laughs> vpn and the computer that they use so you own that. What you're saying is, I own that employee, and and you're going to make sure that they're vaccinated for the sake of having no. them vaccinated, no matter where they live, because if they die from that, you're you're going to be held liable, is what you're saying. No, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about if you're working from home and you never come into the office. I'm talking about if you do come into the office and you don't have those. I protocols totally missed the part where you switch gears and circled back in all those key terms. I totally missed that part <laughs> yeah, because we were talking did. about people working from home, and then you're like, "Yeah, if you die without the vaccine, I'm, I, the employer should be liable." I'm like, "What are you talking about? No, like, no, where no. does that line get drawn then between where the employee, you know, where is?" So, so you're not saying that you own the employee. <laughs> no, you don't. You own the responsibility to ensure they have reasonable safety protocols. That's what you own as a uh, as a business owner. 
they every employee that walks into their workspace okay. at the office they have a they they can reasonably expect the the business to take reasonable steps to make sure they are safe and they don't bring anything home reasonable steps to make sure that they're safe so when we're thinking about that if the employer is accommodating of an individual to work from home the employer should then also safeguard that person's information from a digital perspective so that while they are working from home, they are protected under the umbrella of the employer and the employer's virus scanning, the employer's safety of the network, the employer's <laughs> personal safeguard. I mean, if we can relate the way that we're talking about taking care of a person as the human in the same way of taking care of a person in the digital space. You've just bridged a gap. That's, that's amazing no, that you don't need I, a new digital bill of rights to say, you know, my I, employer I, I, could just tap into my network and share my data with the world. And it's cool. Uh, I mean, they don't do it without your consent. You have to consent to it one way or the other. So right? the employer, if they really want to safeguard their employee, and if the employee is never coming to the office and now they're working remotely, they should safeguard that VPN properly to make sure that the employee is not properly hacked and, and or improperly I, I, hacked or anything like that. I don't see. I don't see how these two correlate. I don't see how protecting an employee from COVID nineteen has to do with a, somebody's computer being hacked. So so wait a second. So if if you're working remotely for an employer and mm-hmm. and take COVID set it aside for a second. Okay. Because you're talking about the safety and the well-being of the employee and if the employee is at undue risk and burden due to your network and you're unable to mm-hmm. properly protect that employee while they're online, you too could in theory then be liable. Right? For what? <laughs> I mean, what can they get? I don't what know could they get? They, they, could could be... get? they could get everything about that employee, the personal identifiable information of the person. Maybe they steal their identity. Maybe now your okay. employee okay. is working at 17 different remote locations all over the United States because you have a poor network. So this is where the employer has to invest in a good infrastructure that protects that information that goes within those portals from somebody's home. Look, from an from an IT safety perspective, it would behoove of everybody to work from the office because hopefully that organization has built a safe enough encrypted inter you know it, it, it's an encrypted server server within their organization that is pretty hard to step into. But when you no longer work within that, that, that server, a guy, um, um, uh, parameters and you're at home, then you got a VPN in right to their server, to their server, to their server. That is correct. So yes, I'm, I would assume that any organizations that sets up that kind of, uh, external, I don't want to say influence external logins through a VPN that is safe and secure, yeah, I don't see any reason why the the protection at work doesn't extend to at home. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen. So, so in the l- same way that we are safeguarding our employees electronically while they tap into the VPN working from home anywhere in the world, now stay-at-home Walmart greeters have an even more complex dilemma at hand. Walmart is mandating vaccines for home office workers. All home office workers, as well as management level staff members who travel within the U.S. to be vaccinated against COVID-19 by October 4th as part of a series of sweeping measures Walmart announced to help curb the spread of the virus and drive more of its own workers to get the shot in the body. The vaccine mandate announced Friday excludes frontline workers, the actual greeters in the store, 
who the company said have a lower vaccination rate than management. What does a greeter do? Welcome Seriously. to Walmart. What is it? Okay, so look, here's what I hear me out. Hear me out. About a year ago, I when this whole thing was knee deep, this the this whole pandemic, we were deep into it. I went through the drive through at Chick Fil A, and at the drive through at Chick Fil A, I got to the area where you know I placed the order and talked to somebody, and instead of having a speaker, they had an iPad there, and with a camera. And I'm talking to somebody, a, a Chick-fil-A worker who is in her home, <laughs> telling me about my order. And right. I'm like, well, this right. is interesting. The person to my right, because it has two lanes, that person is working from within the the restaurant. That told me that one person had an immune issue and she couldn't work from the restaurant. So they accommodated her. They had her work from home. It worked flawlessly. Why can't Walmart do the same for greeters? Just have a big, big 80-inch screen TV that I, 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 think that, I think the utilization of Greeter was the flash in the pan there for the uh, for the blurb of the story for the sake of for the sake of ratings. But at the end of the day, uh, Walmart is mandating vaccinations for those that do work from home. Mm. And that makes JC. It makes no sense whatsoever. I do not understand why Walmart would make that rule. That uh, uh, just that rule. They're not coming into the office. There is no reason unless there is a political agenda that they're pushing. That's it. It, 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 It's Walmart's responsibility is to make sure that their employees are safe. And if the employees are not coming into the office, then there is no reason for them to be vaccinated because there, there, there isn't a risk there. If there isn't a risk, there isn't a necessity to make them vaccinated against a risk that doesn't currently exist between Walmart and that specific employer who's never going to come into the office. It doesn't make sense to me. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Let's let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. I don't care what your mind tells you. I don't care what anybody tells you. When you need to make a decision about something, whether it's serious, not serious, always trust your gut. Your gut is never wrong, but to protect yourself, find the documents to support what your gut says. When you find the shiny beef at Arby's, think twice. (laughs) The shiny beef? Okay. You ever, on, have you ever gotten a shiny roast beef sandwich from Arby's by accident? Oh, God, no. I mean, I'm hungry, but now you just took that hunger away. Yeah, you that's, took a, the will for that's me a bad day, brother. Let me tell you something there. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> the next stop in our journey right here. First, First Energy Corporation. The parent company of Greensburg-based West Penn Power Company said it has a tentative plan. That tentative plan to start bringing work-from-home employees back to its offices in September. In a phased return-to-work approach, West Penn Power, with about 750 employees in the Greensburg office and nearby service centers, is considering plans for remote work as well. Mm. We have learned a lot about remote work during the pandemic and, as a result, have been evaluating what the workplace will look like moving forward, said Lauren Suburkis, 
the spokeswoman for West Penn Power. Businesses, needs, and employees will input uh, the decision-making and continue to factor into thoughtful decisions about next steps. One thing that's for sure here at the end of the day, employees impacted uh, with the pandemic and by the pandemic will have flexibility working from home when possible and working more flexible hours, Saberkus added. Healthcare giant UPMC, which employs more than 90,000 people, will exercise workplace flexibility, quote, when appropriate, said Gloria, Gloria Kreps, the vice president of public relations. So out of Pittsburgh, more employers are getting on the, getting on the train of saying, you know what, moving forward, remote might not be a bad idea. It, it's what's that thing with the, that's that that word that phrase that starts with a C? Yeah, common sense. It's not a bad idea. We've proven it works. We've proven that people can be productive in their own environment. So why why disrupt that other than than that you don't trust the employees? But JC, something we're not talking about that that we have to touch on, right? And the attorneys are going to be happy for this. Look, when it's I know I kept saying that if you if if you work for an organization that's going to mandate vaccines. Yes, you have to – you can't forget about the ADA uh, process and the religious accommodation process, but you can't rely on them too much, JC. Here's what I mean. What do you if, mean? If you have um, somebody that comes in and they want to exercise their right uh, to go through ADA and get an accommodation, that, that accommodation could be, all right, so maybe you don't have a – you don't get a vaccine, but you, now you have to wear PPEs, and we're going to put you somewhere away from everybody else. That could be an accommodation. Yes. Uh, by PPE, what you mean is like a mask or you mean like condoms? Personal protective equipment, mask, gloves. Do yes. they outline it like that? I mean, at some point, do they ever say the condoms are PPEs? I mean, I don't, I mean, it protects you from a lot of other things other than COVID-19. Right? <laughs> could, could you imagine you're sitting down in a call center just wearing a condom? Just because my employer said I need personal protection. <laughs> And I got one, right? <laughs> or just somebody. Oh, you always have that joker going into the HR office. Hey, uh, I came here to get some gloves, masks, and condoms, but I see you're out of magnums. Can you can you look in the back? See if you got any any magnums back there. So yeah, I mean, somebody will bring up that dumb joke. Anyway, here's what I'm saying, JC. One accommodation could be that okay, this person now has to wear all this protective equipment and maybe sit somewhere else, right? And then a second person. Oh, uh, somewhere else. And a third person somewhere oh, else. I know where they could sit. They could sit home. They could sit at home and be remote. That's another way to do it. But 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 here's what happens, JC. Right. Sometimes from a medical perspective, there are specific immune deficiencies that affect one race over another. So if you have if you provide all these accommodations to people who have an immune deficiency disorder, and it just so happens that they are from a, a specific race, and now you have enough people in an accommodation status, and you're treating them differently. Now, if you take a step back, because of the policies you have in place, you are now treating a specific group of people differently than another group of people that under Title VII, EEOC, EEO laws, is illegal. That's not disparate treatment. That's disparate impact. So what you're saying is, is that COVID-19 is racist. 
I'm not saying COVID-19 is racist. All I'm saying is that there are some medical conditions that are more susceptible to some races than others. And if you take some action to accommodate other people more than others, and those other people have a specific race that's protected by law, you could be facing a disparate impact situation that you do have to address and get ready to address. Because although you didn't mean to violate that person's right because of the actions or inactions in your office, you could be violating that right. And you've got to keep your uh, your your eye on that. So and that is also called out in Section K of the uh, of the EEOC guidance. So be careful with that, folks. Keep your eyes open. Portland based Wax Incorporated is shelving plans to expand a 50 million dollar office building in the Downs in Scarborough, citing changing work habits and less need for office space all the way around. Vaccine or no vaccine, the payment processing technology company said Thursday that it made the decision to reflect a changing work environment in which many of its roughly 1,200 employees in Maine are working from home and are expected to continue to do so. They also will retain the option for hybrid work routine with a time split between conventional and home offices if employees want. Earlier this year, WEX said that it expected most employees to return to its offices. It has two buildings in South Portland, Maine, and two more buildings in the Portland waterfront area, and they were planning to do this by the summer. That was later shifted to the end of the year. Mm. And now the corporate dream has been dismantled, shelved, and thrown away. We remain excited and steadfast to provide employees the office structure that will fit the future best, one of their senior executives said. WEX has 5,435 full-time employees worldwide with 1,216 of them in Maine alone, and they do plan to move towards a changing work environment, allowing more remote work moving forward. JC, I cannot wait to the point in our lives when you you and I are 70 years old, just just having some drinks at a bar and our grandkids come to us and they tell us that they can't think of a time where or they saw in history books or in Google where people actually worked from somewhere other than home. So (laughs) right now we're at a shift. We're at a shift where we now are contemplating whether people should work from home or from the office, kind of like how 20, 30 years ago we used to buy CDs at a store. And now I, I don't know who does that anymore. You know, what's right? kind of funny, it's though, is the fact that the uh, COVID-19 pandemic in and of itself opened up the coffers of everybody working remotely anyways. And then now we're on the heels of that. We're getting closer to a full return. And people are like. Yeah, no, we do have to go to the... Well, wait, it did just work. It worked. It's no longer a theory. It is no longer a theory. That theory has been proven that you can be as productive at, at, at home as you are at work. And guess what? The people who are not productive, it's not because they're home or they're at work. It's because of their leader. So if you got a, t- a team of people who do not work well because they're working from home, take a look at their leader. They're doing something wrong. It definitely is possible. Or the option just isn't there. That's also true. Miles in Stockbridge Law. MSLaw.com. This piece is titled, Beware Hidden Dangers of Remote Work Post-COVID-19. This was written by Kirsten Erickson and Kimberly Gilrith on July 30th. A blurb from this states, Many states have either formally or informally overlooked remote work. That was a direct result of COVID-19. As a result, employers have been relatively free to permit employees 
to work from home or other locations without incurring legal risk. However, as states of emergency are being lifted and employees are no longer required to work remotely for health and safety reasons, states are expected to step up compliance efforts. Employers should take action to understand where employees are working now in order to evaluate risk and should carefully consider whether to permit employees to continue to work remotely, particularly on a full-time basis and particularly in certain states with an eye towards legal compliance associated with that choice. Opinions and conclusions in this story are solely those of the author, unless otherwise indicated. Stop by MSLaw.com. Beware the hidden dangers of remote work. <laughs> Everything has a danger. I mean, I could eat a chicken wing and could choke on it, I, I, and the danger is that I could die. That's not going to stop me from doing it, right? So everything has a danger. Maybe I should stop doing it. Maybe that was a calling there, JC. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I got to go to Buffalo and go. What is it? The Rain Tree Cafe? Love that place. The Big Tree Inn. The Big Tree Inn. The best wings in all the South Towns, man. <laughs> it's all right, man. But uh, look, it, it's uh, with 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 everything that's happening right now, um, it's organizations are having the same fight that Blu-ray disc and uh, HD disc had 15 years ago. You right? can't, you can't equate for- those. You can't equate those. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No, it's, it's like comparing apples to oranges because we've already been through this. I mean, if you were comparing those two discs and it was like 2018 or 2019, I concur with you 110%. But now we've also already done it. We're already doing it. We're past the point of trial and we have a clear victor. We have a clear winner. And now they're saying, well, wait a minute. Betamax was good. <laughs> Probably was. I, it, it never made a comeback. But you know what else was good? LPs, 33s and 45s. And they're making a comeback. So you never know. They, this they, this whole rationale could shift depending on what the news tells them to do. So here's a question for you. Do, you th- do you believe that it comes down to lack of trust? Do you think it comes down to a lack of a... Um, enhanced mindset related to organizational culture and leadership deficiencies that rely upon leaders clamping down and pressing hard and saying, get back to the office or else get fired. If the, if the industry has proven that the job can be done from home and you still mandate them to come back to the office, then yes, it is a lack of trust. It is a lack of, there is no other reason. Give me another reason, right? Now, if you've shown that everybody working from home productivity just dropped, like completely dropped, even then I'm like, check with your managers, check with your manager because other people are doing it. Right. So you can't tell me how your call center in Montana is dropping when the other call center in Arkansas is going up. You're doing the same job. Right. right. So maybe right. it's your leadership style. So, yeah, I, I it's got to be lack of trust. I don't know anything else what it could be. AARP came to the table with more fears for you, Ricky Baez. Three downsides of working remotely that you might overlook. This was written by Kenneth Terrell. While many older adults appreciate the flexibility that working from home offers, remote work could be costing them valuable career opportunities. According to a new SHRM survey of both employers and remote workers, 42% of supervisors say They sometimes forget about their remote employees when they're assigning tasks. 
being overlooked for opportunities for professional development within their company is one concern older adults often raise when discussing how age discrimination could affect their careers. The SHRM survey suggests that working remotely could exacerbate the problem. One, fewer opportunities for professional development and advancement, out-of-pocket expenses for a home office, and limited chances for networking your three downsides. SHRM's findings were produced through a combination of four recent surveys. A sample of 817 supervisors was surveyed online July 16th to 19th. A sample of 1,004 workers was surveyed online during the same period. To look more specifically at people who work from home, a sample of 1,500 women who work remotely was surveyed online June 16th to June 18th. And a sample of 1,363 men was surveyed online June 18th to 21st. Kenneth Terrell covers employment, age discrimination, work jobs, careers, and the federal government for AARP. Stop by AARP.org. Working at 50 plus, working from home problems. Over to you. That's the problem with the media today. They 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 put things out there to stir the pot unnecessarily, right? Because look, at the end of the day, what do media companies do? They want to sell airspace. And how they sell airspace, how do they do that? Well, they stir the pot, they throw it out there, they make sure the SEO engine is working perfectly so that way people can click on it. And look, it, it's there 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 are issues with everything that we deal with every single day. At the end of the day, you got to use your your instinct, your gut. It would never steer you wrong, ever, ever steer you wrong. So just do what you want. <laughs> JC, aren't you tired of this? Seriously, let's get real. Aren't you pissed off, tired of all this back and forth going on? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, it, am. It, I am. I'm just so done to the point that I'm like, all right, I'm done with this show. Have you ever started watching the show on Netflix and you're like, ah, oh, shit, just get to the point. Yeah. Just get, yeah. I've already invested so much time in this show. Just get to the point and then we're done. It, it's, look, you don't want to get vaccinated, don't do it. You do want to get vaccinated, do it. Just be ready for the consequences of your actions or your inactions. That's it. We're done. So you got to do what's best for you. That's fine. Don't get upset with me if I stay away from you if you're not vaccinated, right? Don't so so because I'm 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 watching out for myself and for my family. So because I've had that happen as well. Now, yesterday when I was doing this event, I am not going to name names. I'm not going to name any particular people or family members that I saw there. Not my family, other people's. But there was a guest at this event that I was at. Only one guest that showed up wearing a mask. When the event began, she had the mask on, full covering everything, when going to the bar and when going to get food or whatever the case may be. Sitting down at the table to remove the mask and and do as needed. Basically everything that we saw during the COVID timeframes, right? But when it came to dancing, that mask went down under the chin. And as the drinks continued to flow, the mask wound up on the floor. (laughs) So... All right, folks, you heard it here first. JC from Buffalo, New York, co-host of the HR Talk podcast, is banning drinking while masking. That's it? No, 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 no. Just uh, sharing an observation with you that I saw. I think maybe that's part of the reason why uh, in New York they've had such strict rules all this time. Just saying, you know, <laughs> who knows, man? Well, I mean, look, it's people are going to be themselves regardless, right? You know, some people are going to take it seriously. Some people are not, right? But uh, 
I'm just tired of the argument. I'm tired of trying to use common sense on people because people have brought that up. People have said, so when you go into a restaurant, you have, because now here in Florida, a lot of organizations are requiring masks to come back if you're going to go into their business. Um, Publix just said it just a uh, couple of days ago in the Southeast. Publix has said now employees are required to go back to masking. They are required to, to, to do so at this point. So look, if 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 you walk into a restaurant, you have a mask on, and you sit down, and you 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 take it off, and you wonder, well, that defeats the purpose. You know, the uh, the uh, the virus doesn't know if you're standing up or you're sitting down. No, but you have to take it off to eat, and it reduces the likelihood of you getting anything. I mean, it, it doesn't reduce it to zero, but it significantly reduces it. So yeah, let's 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 protect ourselves as much as possible. And JC, I'm sorry, bro. I think we've proven. We've we've last year we've mandated masks everywhere, almost everywhere. We've kind of flattened the curve a little bit. We started to loosen those restrictions and now we came back up. We have proven that we cannot be trusted. We have, right? And I know that I'm on the fence here because I'm saying we should do it or we should not do it. But at the end of the day, what? the reason what? we are what what? What what's so confusing about that? Why why are I do have to like completely mute your mic when I talk because because your gear is jacked. I'm still hearing me echo back just to let you know. But you said we can't trust ourselves. In all, overall, we as human beings have proven that we cannot be trusted to our own devices. We cannot. How else would you explain that surge? What political stuff aside? The surge in the Delta variant, JC. You know what's going on, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's still at like 99.98% of the United States is completely fine. And yeah, there there might be a few more cases that are going on. But I, I it'll be interesting to see when that variation on, on the Delta breakdown in the numbers. There was a lot about those numbers that came out this past week um, that also lend to, you know, a lot of confusion. So I think as the next few weeks start to reveal itself and more truths come out, because everyone's like their own scientific researcher at home on the, on the couch nowadays. But I think once more actual facts come forward as to what those numbers are, it'll be interesting. But I agree, like you said, about your uh, can't be trusted with your own devices. You know, I mean, there's there's uh, issues with iPhones and Macs. People have problems with their devices all the time. You can't be trusted. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure there is going to be a malware called COVID-19 or something to that effect. But no, dude, just it, it, it's it's look, we're back here again. It's frustrating. And now here we are doing the same thing we did 12 months ago, trying to figure out what the right thing to do. And at the end of the day, just you should common sense, regardless of political ideology, leaning left, leaning right. Doesn't really matter. It's about what's right. <laughs> and really is about what what people need to do to protect themselves reasonably. But One of the great things again. about that, there was a TikTok clip. We put it in the TikTok roundup. If you do want to play it, and we're just about almost at that time, uh, that addressed wearing masks and how effective they are regarding some of the wildfires. But before we uh, do that, please stand by. It's the end of the workday. Sitting on your couch or staying up late at night. Wondering, what have I done right with myself lately? And then as your phone is in your hand and you're browsing TikTok, 
you realize in that moment the one thing that you are doing right with yourself. Watching the 472 videos that your friend just sent you on TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, this is HR Talks Weekly TikTok Roundup featuring Ricky Bias. So let me tell you how truth, no, the truth that JC just said in that statement. So we have a, 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 a WhatsApp group where we put our, all of our links in. I go to bed at night, nice and comfy. The AC is at a comfortable 72 degrees. And it's, I got some nice fluffy pillows and a body pillow. Go to sleep. My phone is nicely placed next to me. No messages. And I wake up around 5.30 or 6 the next day to 18,000 messages of TikTok videos that JC puts on there. And I look and I have so many messages. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody in my family died and I missed a call. No, it's JC with stupid TikTok videos. It's not just me. Spiritual advisor Rob definitely shares his fair amount as well. And big kudos going out to him for continuing to um, help advise on our spiritual needs. So, Ricky Baez, TikTok Roundup, what do you got? All right, this is from Awake Not Woke USA, Anthony Russo, and he talks about mask. Don't you get it? Those cloth masks we've worn to protect ourselves from COVID do nothing to protect us from wildfire smoke. When you're looking at wildfire smoke, we're looking at really, really tiny particles that will easily pass through those cloth masks. Wait. Now, in full transparency, afterwards, she talked about the water droplet thing and all that, which still has I've never seen any real evidence of exactly how that works. And the fact that masks are still going to protect against any of that stuff. So I think it's ironic that coronavirus smaller than wildfire smoke mass, pointless wildfire smoke. The logic has just gone insane at this point. So that's interesting. So. He heard a doctor say that on TV that he believes. But when another doctor says, hey, you have to wear a mask. That's bullshit. We're not. No, we're not going to do that. But how come this one he believes? So come on, dude. So this is straight up an agenda. (laughs) This guy had an agenda because he believes that doctor because she says something that he aligns with personally. But when a different doctor says something that goes against what he believes and he doesn't believe it, that's not a true researcher then, right? Well, we don't know whether or not he does believe it. What he's saying is from the clip that he just said, you're assuming that, though. I mean, if if you're going to remain logical on this, what we're saying is, is that when he saw this clip, it made him question the advisements that he had been given previously. Correct. So the advisement he so. Because it closely aligns with what he believes in. Or we don't know that. We're assuming that, though. So why would he put that on there, then? Because he wanted to. Exactly. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not buying it. Sorry. Not happening, bro. And and you look at his face. He's got that rock, rock, Dwayne Johnson raised eyebrow look as if, how come this is not true? How come this is So here's a question for you, then. If... If what you're saying is you must blindly follow and believe your first instinct and never have your mind changed or swayed, if you start to question the difference of opinion from another perspective, you're then not believable in the eyes of those that might have a biased opinion of you. Those words never came out of my mouth, ever. 
I don't know where you got that from, but I've never said that. But it was no different than insinuating or assuming that this guy felt one way or the other. We were, I was just merely inferring based off of what you said where the bias may exist. Because what I'm saying is, is that if, if, for someone like Dr. Fauci to come out and say, you have to do this, people say he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then they go find other research that closely align to what they want to see that contradicts what this other doctor is saying. They're going to closely align to that because there's no there's no logic behind it other than gotcha. this gotcha. guy believes what I believe. So here's here's another question, then. If, if you take your example of Dr. Fauci, when you take a look at like the emails that came out about him and and how there were lacks of transparency over a large span of time and and he maybe wasn't telling whole truths or uh was maybe sensationalizing upon his own at some point logic steps in you start to question right it, you would you would he's a human being like anybody else is a human being but at some point I I have to understand that although, yes, he makes mistake, every other doctor in this world makes mistake, they are better equipped to handle this and give us guidance than I am. They spend the major the, the larger part of their adult life studying and dedicating their life to this research. So I have to trust that they know what they're doing. Exactly right. To include another doctor that may have a different opinion that then opens your mind and changes your perspective. Correct. No, no, I agree with that. I, I definitely do agree with that, but I'm going back to what you were saying before that everybody's at home and everybody is doing research scientists. Not that everybody's doing research scientists is, you know what, find, find credible information from multiple sources and find common denominators for you so you can make a decision about your own safety. So this guy in this video finds another source and then he questions the validity of the mass due to the micron or whatever and blah, 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 makes a statement. And now you don't believe him because you feel it's politically driven. I'm not saying I don't believe him. I'm just saying I would love to see him take a take a step, take take that same rationale to a difference of opinion from the same type of credentialed person. That's what I would I would like to see. Because I'm only seeing one denial. I'm not seeing both. Your TikTok roundup continues. He's got a plethora of clips to pick from. Let's see what's next. Next we have words of wisdom. Sarah Lovelady on tiktok here's what she says if a man is at home all the time and he's the breadwinner that's a bad sign and the problem with being a father is you can never get it 100 if i give you time we don't have money if i get the money you don't have me i can't be there and earn a living at the same time. I'm limited, and I have an obligation to make sure your life is better than mine. That's part of it, am I right? The difficult thing about being a father is that everybody wants it now. The kid wants it now, the wife wants it now, the job wants it now, the opportunity is now because in your early years are your earning years. All right, so obviously that was not specifically Sarah Lovelady. This was her account, and she's just eating, I don't know, some kind of peas on there while while she's listening to that. But that's interesting, though. That is interesting. You know, from a, coming from a father, which you are as well, it's interesting because I never heard 
my thought process put out, verbalized out there like that. Because yeah, as a father and as a husband and as an employee, as a consultant, as a teacher, <laughs> as a lot of things, my, my attention gets pulled in all different places. And, you know, it, it's, um, normally when I talk to somebody about what I do for a living, cause I do quite a bit, I do the show. Um, I do a lot of things with HR and then people tell me, wow, you're an expert in HR. I'm like, no, I'm an expert at time management. Because in order for me to fill all that time and still have time for my family, I don't even know how I do that. But that's that's interesting because he's right. You know, sometimes if you want money, go ahead. But that's going to take time because you're in a situation where your time is money. Your time is valuable. And I like what he said that the first part of your, of your career, the, the first part of, of your years are your earning years. And if you do that right later on, you can take a step back. Let whatever venture you have uh, generating income for you take take the the wheel. You take a step back and let that generate income for you. You can you can spend time with your family. Which sadly, JC, a lot of people have not figured out. No fault of their own. It's just the way they were guided in life with the tools that they had at the time. And you got some people, some kids who grew up without a dad in the picture, but not in a bad way. Is because they busted their ass ha- bringing down two or three jobs so they can have the life that the father never had. And unfortunately, some of those kids are not going to appreciate that until much later in life. I concur. You're a concurring man. Thank you. Next clip. Next one. What else can we say about that? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Danielle Bones, Kentucky Southern Signs. What is this about? Let's find out, JC. <laughs> if it plays is it playing on your end you've got to be kidding me there you go computer there we go got it ratchet straps $15 each homemade apple butter Obama is the ant crisp firewood for sale thank you for severing our country <laughs> Rap shit straps. <laughs> for, for, those, for those that didn't have the opportunity to see the video, could you please describe what you're laughing about? <laughs> so, okay, here we go. So, rat shit strap is just somebody who put a sign. I guess they're at a uh, at a. At a- at a farmer's market, not a, not a farmer's market, at a garage sale. And then this person is driving and it's supposed to say homemade apple butter. And it says homemade, H-O space M-A-D-E, apple butter. Homemade apple butter. <laughs> Here's my favorite one. Obama is the antichrist. <laughs> no, the, the antichrist. <laughs> Come on, at least spell it right. I just feel bad for people named Chris that think Obama, 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 Obama's against him. And then it's supposed to say firewood for sale, but it's farwood, F-A-R-W-O-O-D, and then for sale, F-E-R-S-A-L-E. JC, seriously. Yeah. Have you ever, now, this is stuff we see on social media. This is stuff we see on TikTok. Have you ever run into somebody that really has that kind of a skill set? misspelling yes oh yeah big time i went to a uh i went to a local fair down in our uh grape county growing region uh within the area here and uh there there was a sign up and we've got this sandwich in the area called beef on weck and the weck stands for a kimmelwick roll and it said beef on wick like on a candle wick 
I was like, what is, what is such an ass, bro? <laughs> yeah, I wonder who you're talking about. No, dude, when I first started teaching, and I first started teaching, and and I I got my first class for um, uh, business HR for for the undergrad. I had this sophomore in, you know, this is why I don't do papers for master's degree. I just do presentations because, you know, honestly, once you get to the master's degree, if you don't know how to write, then it's, it's something else is wrong. So anyway, uh, but for the, for the undergrad, the school is really strict about what kind of documentation, what kind of work they put in, right? So I kid you not, JC, I had the, this one student. I'm, I'm not even going to say where this person was from. Um, I asked him to write something about the uh, about EEOC and why why the uh, uh, Title Seven of, of the Civil Rights Act started. Anyway, this person wrote a 1,500 word paper made up of two sentences. Two. That is how many pun- punctuation points this person had on there. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, this is 1,500. This three pages. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this 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 got to be a joke. There's no way this has to be. There's no way this person finished high school. No way. And I spoke to this person, and yeah, it's it's it, uh, a that was that was a legit paper. By the way, JC, at the end of it, because I'm talking about EEOC Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act. This person, the last line got me out of everything. I want to know what the last one, what the last line was. Remember. With great, no, with great responsibility. No, with great power comes great responsibility. Thank you. And that's it. That's how they ended it. And I'm like, did this person just use the line from Uncle Ben at Spider-Man talking about the EEOC and a 1,500-word paper made up of two sentences? Yeah, I mean, I failed that person. There are people out there, JC, that I don't, the system has failed them. I'm not blaming them. I'm blaming the system because there's no way this person could have gotten through high school, gotten into through uh, through through college, and still be writing that way. But yeah, sorry, that kind of hit a nerve there when 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 I started seeing those things. Sorry about that. Off of my soapbox. I'm gonna find another one. Oh, the TikTok roundup continues. We heard about rat shit straps. We heard about being a dad. And how your life sucks because of it. We also heard of uh, a few other things like how people fail exams because they can't spell. What else could we learn? Let's find out in our weekly TikTok roundup where we continue with Ricky Bias. Here we have our attorney, Ryan, labor law attorney. This is probably the weirdest rule I've seen from COVID, and I bet you haven't seen it yet. Can a business lawfully deny service to customers because they got the COVID vaccine? A restaurant in Huntington Beach, California, is doing just that, even posting prominent signs like this, saying you must have proof that you are not vaccinated to get service. This restaurant also declared itself a mask-free zone earlier this year and requires customers to remove face coverings to go inside. The question is, is any of this illegal? Requiring removal of the face mask could be illegal if it violates a mask mandate, but refusing to serve people because they got the vaccine? The only way that would break the law that I can tell is if there was a disparate impact, meaning the policy could be discriminatory if it tended to exclude certain classes of people more than others. Should businesses be allowed to do this? Let me know what you think. I talked about that earlier, disparate impact. Without you thinking about violating somebody's right in your actions or inaction creates that environment, that is disparate impact and you have to watch out for it. But that is, that's an interesting one because I saw 
I saw the owner of that restaurant interview do an interview with um, the Cuomo guy from um, CNN, and they started going. That Cuomo guy from CNN's a nut job, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's he's actually pretty funny, man. I like him. He's yeah, funny. he's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, I. He's 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 insane. He is. Go ahead. <laughs> Got it. So anyway, so they're they're going back and forth, and I I so attorney Ryan is right. If if there is a max ma- a max a mask mandate in place in the area in which this restaurant is operating, and this restaurant owner says no mask, that is a violation of the law of a law. But there's no yeah. Anyway, there is a violation of the law. But I I don't understand the business rationale of proving, and I don't know how you would prove that you're not vaccinated. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that's proven, and then allow people in. I, I, I just don't see how that makes any business sense. I know how it makes political sense if that's what he wants to do, but I can't see how this can help his business at all. I mean, because look, if I saw a restaurant that went that far, they don't care about my business. Fine. I'll take my business somewhere else. I don't care. If I see something like that, that you have to take off your mask or you have to um, uh, show proof that you're not vaccinated, I just don't know how you would prove that. That's that's also a perspective because there's some people that might appreciate that. Well, that's the thing, right? It, it, it so for the people that might. What I'm what I'm getting at is that's that's your personal opinion that you feel that they don't value you, but for people that maybe chose not to get vaccinated, they find value in that and they appreciate that. I'm sure they would. And this guy's rolling the dice to hoping that he'll get more money for the people that value his point of view than the people who don't. So it's let's see what his business does. And then what's going to happen if he goes in there or or a patron goes in there, they catch COVID-19 from there. They die. Can now the family of the person that died now go back for this guy's irresponsibility or or this guy being irresponsible? Can they go back and sue them now for? Or if we think about it from a different perspective, if it's later found out, like they're starting to come out now saying that if you have been vaccinated, you may be more susceptible to variations that are weaker and there's, you know, hitting you in different ways. If all this spins differently over the next year or two, and those of us that have chosen to get vaccinated later find out that we are more susceptible and that we've been putting other people at risk all along. It, it's it's just an interesting conundrum, but I I think when you when you take the the news story and the facts from someone like Chris Cuomo, you definitely have a blurred line on on the believability. I mean, he's very 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 hardline to one side of the spectrum. He's he's not presenting a story straight down the middle. So in this particular case, when this restaurant owner interviewed Chris Cuomo, are you saying that? We could be. No, I'm saying Chris Cuomo is like a turd. That's what I'm saying. I'm basically just saying Chris Cuomo is a turd. I get what you're saying, but it doesn't take away from the fact from what this restaurant owner is doing in California. Well, I know, <laughs> but I'm also just trying to talk to you about like having a unbiased opinion and trying to see things from two different perspectives. That's all. Who says I'm not? Oh, everyone's biased. You're biased. Well, my last name is Baez, yes, but everyone is Baez. I thought it was Baez. I thought it was Ricky Baez. B-A-E-Z. Oh, shit. (laughs) 25 years, bro. 25 years. Been saying his name wrong this whole time. 
little does he know every time he talks or I talk, like I have to mute him today. So like he might be saying things in between. We don't know what he's saying on the recording. Sucks. We got to get that fixed. Our TikTok roundup continues. We are one hour, 10 minutes in. Still have current events in Florida, man, coming up momentarily. But back to Ricky Bias. Says Bias. Ricky Bias. This one is from Gen X Talks. I was trying to get my dad riled up, and it worked. I love this account. Check this out. Do you ever wonder what a Gen X thinks? Welcome to Gen X Talks. And dad? I don't even care. Go the fuck away. Why? Because you're out here just to do the same shit you always do. You're going to fucking ask me some stupid question, aren't you? Yeah. Or you saw some current event on Google, and now i got to fucking answer or make a comment on it. Yeah. That's stupid. It's fucking dumb. You do the same thing every time. All your stupid questions on TikTok are the same. It's fucking redundant. What? You think I'm beating off to a dead horse? What? What did you just say? What? It was just a metaphor, like killing a bird with two stones. No, you fucking idiot. It's beating a dead horse, you dumb shit. It's killing two birds with one stone. Are you, you're fucking with me right now. You better be. I swear to fucking God, if you're this fucking dumb, I'm going to lose my shit. Don't, don't give me that fucking dumb look. I got brain cells frying right now thinking that you're my son. Just get the fuck out of here with your stupid shit. Now. Just Walk the fuck away. Just a metaphor, Dad. Out! <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, a touching father-son bonding movement from Gen X Talks. So I saw this the other night, bro, and I was dying laughing. And then it hit me. I noticed this one thing, JC, that I'm like, it is not funny anymore. And I don't know if this happened to you. So I'm watching this, right? And I'm laughing my ass off. And then I realized, holy crap, this is Gen X talk. This is a guy, a kid saying, let me talk to my Gen X dad. Now, if you haven't seen the video, the guy looks old, really old. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's my generation. <laughs> this guy said, I'm a Gen Xer. I do not look like that. I really don't. Now, you know what I do resonate with? His rationale, all these dumbass questions. I'm with him on that. I don't know, man. It sounds like you're beating off a dead horse. <laughs> that was the funniest part. And he got really pissed. I don't know if that was real. If that, if that was not real, he needs an Academy Award. That was a hilarious reaction. And he was really pissed. Get the F out of my face with that crap. <laughs> Our TikTok roundup continues. Ricky Baez coming back with our next uh, next TikTok clip right here. All right, one more. Here we go. This is from Jennifer Stone, and she is talking about, yeah, the pandemic. She's in healthcare, it sounds like. Check it out. Well, it happened. Got the email. If I want to remain employed, even though I'm not in direct patient care, I want to remain employed, I have to have my COVID vaccine by November 12th. I am not saying that wow. I'm anti-vax. I'm not saying that at all. I just haven't gotten the vaccine yet. So I wanted to post this and kind of open it for discussion because um, I, I don't know how to feel. I, I don't I don't know. I'm just on the fence about the whole thing. So um, respectfully, if we can open my comment section for a discussion, I'd appreciate it, guys. You know, who, you know who we need to talk to? We got to talk to from our old, old officers and old senior enlisted personnel from when we were in, who were still in. Um, so, yeah, we do need to talk to Colonel Benson. 
and um, Colonel Lucio, and we need to have a conversation with them to see what they're doing. Because when you and I were in JC, I remember when we were we were in in the mid to late nineties, and they made us take a lot of things in the military, that anthrax and all these anti things that I don't even know what it was, but we 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 weren't asked. We were just said, "Here, take this." We took it, and then that was it, right? I'm wondering how that plays into the Marine Corps or military right now. If they're being forced to take it, or in the woke society that we live in today that maybe some people would not take it, or some of the people who don't truly believe in the vaccinations right now who are currently in the military, I would love to interview them to see how they're taking this. I think the woke society is the side that's hammering home hard where if you don't get the vaccine, then you suck and you must die, where that's that's not necessarily the perspective of the woke in the way that you're using that terminology. Now, the people that are in the military, for all we know, they may have already been vaccinated back in 2018. And they didn't, they didn't know it. They didn't know it. They thought it was uh, anthrax. Heck, we, we're probably vaccinated. We didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. All right. We got one more there, brother. One more. Here we go. This is from Red Pill. Did we do this? No, we did not do this one already. We talked about this one. Let's find out. I've answered yeah. this before, but I get the same question in almost every video. So let's do a quick recap. First things first. Yes, employers may require that you get the COVID vaccine as a condition of employment. That's not a new rule. It does not make a difference whether it is fully licensed or if it has emergency use authorization. In the eyes of mm. the law, it's the same thing. It does not violate HIPAA for an employer to ask about your COVID vaccination status. They can even ask for proof that you're vaccinated. And no, the vaccine does not violate the Nuremberg Code. I've seen that before. It's super weird. It doesn't make any legal sense. And finally, before this comes up in the comments, no, I'm not being paid by the Illuminati or Bill Gates. This is just the law. <laughs> I love it. That's attorney Ryan on TikTok. Um, he's got some good stuff out there, man. He he really does. And I love how he brought up the Illuminati and Bill Gates. What what's that about? Why why is Bill Gates supposed to be paying him for this information? Yeah, you got me on that one. <laughs> the Illuminati. Current events this week is brought to us in part by the Baez uh, Cruise. Baez Cruise. Stop by. What's the name of the website, Ricky? You suck. Baezco Learning. 25 years, bro. Baez Cruising. Stop by. Get your car tuned up. Baezcruising.org or something. Uh, What's the website called? I'm done. Just go. Just go. Just Google Baezco. Google HR Talk Podcast. You'll find us. Your one-stop shop for all things for your lowrider. So first up is going to be coming to us. This was a late edition right here from Livingston County News. Area corn growers are among the state's top producers. Three area corn growers are among the state's top growers in the National Corn Yield Contest, sponsored annually by the National Corn Growers Association. The contest recognizes farmers from across the country for their efforts and results. Andrew McIlroy of Pavilion, Joe McIlroy of Piffard, and Ryan Swede of Pavilion ranked among the state's best. Andrew McIlroy placed first in the state in the E-strip till, minimum till, mulch till, ridge till, non-irrigated class with a yield of 237.8394 bushels per acre. The hybrid used in the winning field was... The Kalb DKC 55 55 
R.I.B. Ricky, back to you. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I, I, I'm i at a loss here. I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what what kind of HR advice or HR uh, commentary I can give to that other than I love popcorn. That's it. Your next story is coming <laughs> to us from the Google. The Google right here. What? Google, the parent, uh, Google Parent Alphabet, made a whopping $61.9 billion last quarter. The company also set a number of other records this past year. Uh, like it did last quarter, Alphabet's net income rose significantly from about $7 billion in quarter two, 2020, to $18.5 billion in the same period last year. Now, CEO Sundar Pichai said in a statement, a rising tide of online activity in many parts of the world and long-term investments in AI and Google Cloud drove the results at the end of the day. Pichai also said the company's earnings call that it set a number of records this quarter. Publisher partners earned more than ever from Google's network, he said, and Alphabet has paid more to its YouTube creators and partners than any other quarter in history. Google making shit tons of cash. Ricky Bias, back to you. (laughs) Yeah, man, what recession. I mean, seriously, you got companies like that making that much money a quarter, whereas 40, 50 years ago, that was an unheard of number annually. So now we're talking about a quarter and how much this this organization makes. We we are definitely in different times. You know, you've got you've got Jeff Bezos, the uh, formerly astro the former astronaut, because now he can't be considered an, an astronaut. Um, so you got Jeff Bezos who lost thirteen billion dollars, thirteen billion would it be in one quarter since he stepped down from CEO? I mean, think about that, JC. He lost thirteen billion dollars in one quarter, and he's still a billionaire. Meanwhile. I'm trying to. Find, I'm losing my head trying to find out where I put those those five bucks in my pants, and I'm going crazy. I mean, seriously, I'm going absolutely crazy. So yeah, these organizations today are making an incredible amount of money, and the rich keep getting richer, and the poor just keeps getting wishing they were the rich. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're rolling up your dollars and sticking them, but I do hope that you find them in your pants. Tension in Amazon's leadership principles. With that as a backdrop. Some of the most timely questions and interesting responses involved in Amazon's two new leadership principles are strive to be Earth's best employer and success and scale bring broad responsibility. Our leadership principles often have tension in them, Jassy said, the new CEO, and I think that's actually a good thing and it makes sense. An example he cited is the tension in the principle of strive to be the Earth's best employer. Virtually anything that anybody can propose that we should change. If we don't change it, somebody could say, well, if we were Earth's best employer, we would have done this. And the reality is we can't. And we won't be able to make every change possible. There will be a lot of debate about it, but we're going to try to be very thoughtful about it. What are the things we need to evolve to be the best place to build a long-term career at Amazon? This is coming from GeekWire.com. The title of the article is Amazon CEO Andy Jassy, Natural Tension, Company's New Leadership Principles. Jassy did play tennis competitively as a child, and in his morning routine, he wakes up at 6 a.m. and spends an hour on the elliptical machine. Customers or employees are free to shoot him an email. As per his quote, I may not respond to every single one because sometimes numbers are very large, but I read every single one of them. His email address is ajassy, A-J-A-S-S-Y, at Amazon.com. 
Amazon's new CEO. Ricky Baez, back to you. I, it's a, I don't know if you're getting the same feeling here, JC, but don't you find it odd that the owner of this com- the guy who started this company had it, it, it had ambitions to go into space spend a lot of money to go into space he did go into space pretty much changing how space travel is going to look like from that point on forward meanwhile his his replacement as the CEO of 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 one of the world's largest retailer is talking about their mission is to be the largest employer on earth why do they feel the need to talk to, say, Earth as if there's competition and another world where the previous CEO is in space? I don't know. Something's happening here, man. And I think it all comes from our expectations on, Jan- on June 1st to get a lot of information about UFOs. June 1st came and went extremely underwhelming. Now you've got two billionaires that went into space, and then one of the companies of the billionaires started is talking about being the largest employers on Earth. Something is happening. What What's your assumption? So, I, Dude, I don't know. But I think in our lifetime, we're going to find out this life outside of Earth. In our lifetime, we are going to find that out. Your next story is coming to us from uh, a very interesting source. GetIndianNews.com Converse Shoes Pentagram Converse sells out to Satan with new pentagram shoe. Recent con- recently, Converse has joined hands with a fashion designer named Rick Owens, and the company has launched a whole new collection of shoes which are inspired by Rick Owens, and the name of the shoe is Satan Shoes. The new shoe is going to be coming in different styles, which a turbordic Chuck 70, and they feature a common symbol, which the pentagram, which is the pentagram, and is being stated. The company has replaced the Chuck Taylor star for their newest collection. The show, the shows, the shoes, rather, is is the article. I'm just reading blurbs here. I didn't write this. Uh, The shoes have been launched by the footwear giant, which has marked the launch of the official shoes as the company has released a clip of the shoes, which is featuring two masked models with the shoes and is being seen that the models are wearing masks and creating a pentagram symbol with their body positioning with shoes. Online consumers have completely failed to understand that they are not at all convinced with the artist. And it seems like many of the users are saying that they are not going to be buying the newest release, and many of the people are trying to cancel the company. Now, the story has recently been debunked by other outlets as sensational and fake news. Other outlets report the shoes will be on sale soon, yet other outlets say it's a rumor, while other outlets actually have pictures of the sneakers from the photo shoot. And other outlets have published those pictures, yet others say it's fake news. The Converse All-Star was first introduced in 1917. In 1997, 550 million pairs of the sneakers were produced. And each pair of the uh, Chuck Taylor's canvas sneaker in its most popular item has a very thin layer of felt that goes all over the majority of the sole. According to the U.S. government, Converse's sneakers are technically classified as slippers, which result in a far lower tax that is applied on import. The majority of the sneakers sold in the United States are made overseas to include canvassed, legend, Converse, all-star sneakers. But because labor costs are much cheaper abroad, they keep making them over there. Those low-priced workers come with a caveat, however, as sneaker imports are subject to a 37.5% tariff. 
where slipper imports, on the other hand, only come with a 3% tariff, hence why they have felt on the bottom that wears away after about a week or so. Ricky Baez, Satanic Converse Sneakers from India. Uh, wait a second, what's the name of the website again? Uh, GetIndianews.com. Over to you. I'm so happy for that website. Um, how do I say this without offending everybody? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, if, if, if I'm just saying, man, because it's I have. Uh, you know what? No, I'm I'm going to be me. This is just my take on it. My take on it is this. Um, I don't believe in any of that. And even if I did believe in any of that, I would think, again, if I believed, I would think that if there was something as menacing as Satan, if he's going to infiltrate our society, he'll do it with something a little bit more more resourceful than Chuck Taylor's, than Converse shoes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a Monster Energy drink. Maybe use that. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that one. You haven't seen that? How the M somebody I'll find it. It's a it's a TikTok video. Somebody who said that the uh, the M in Monster Energy Drink stands for the the num the 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 label of the B six 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 something like that. Anyway, um, I I like how people make big spiritual and religious issues out of nothing. So now they think com- that the devil is trying to send out his message via via Converse. A company that I'm surprised. Did I hear you say they've been around since 1915? 1917. 1917? Wow. I didn't know they were that. I mean, I know Chuck Taylors are old sneakers. I just I didn't know they were that old. Well, not every pair was made in 1917. They still make new ones today. No, no, I get that. But the company is that old, JC. Jeez, Louise. It's like the world it survived World War II. The stock market crash of nineteen twenty nine. Korean War, Vietnam War, all these other wars, all these other financial uh, issues in the United States, and that company's still around. Man, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was that old. That's pretty cool. Learn something. Surviving over the past 20 years as well directly relates to our next story. Paris Hilton, believe it or not, is back in the news. Paris Hilton in the news this week. Let's get this one pulled up right for you right quick. So Paris Hilton, it was reported this past week, is allegedly pregnant with her first child, according to sources. She's allegedly pregnant and expecting her first child with her fiancé, Carter Riom, a source claims. Hilton, however, denied the pregnancy rumors on her This Is Paris podcast Tuesday, which is approximately 10 minutes in duration compared to HR Talk, which is one hour, 30 minutes at this time, and we still have more to cover. You may have heard some news about me. Get the real story and listen now. I want you to hear it directly from me, says Paris Hilton, claiming that she is not pregnant. Drama ensues and continues, and I believe that Ricky Baez may have a clip. Over to you, Rick. I do. Here we go. And it's starting midstream. Oh, you'll definitely see behind the scenes of everything. And um, it's been a lot of fun doing that show as well. I think it always teaches new life that you can't always believe what you read. I've learned that definitely over the years of being in this business and just having so many rumors made up about me all the time and um, going through a lot in my life. But um, yeah, this rumor is definitely not true. (laughs) One day, I can't wait to have a little girl. I want to name her London. 
that's always been my dream since I was a little girl that one day when I had a baby girl that should be called London because I just love London and Paris together. <laughs> and for my boy, I want to name him like after a city or a country or a state as well. I have the name, but I'm not going to say it yet. Deltona. I might keep it a surprise. And uh, I don't want anyone stealing my baby name for that one. I've said London for a long time, so. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when we think about what her future son's baby name is going to be, it's okay to name him Buffalo. There's no harm in that Buffalo Paris. Buffalo, Buffalo Paris, right? Deltona Paris. Speaking of Paris, why does she sound like the person who was putting the podcast together just busted into her room at six in the morning, woke her up, and said, here, tell me about this. She sounds like she literally just woke up. I mean, a little bit of energy. I mean, come on. Just a little bit of energy in this show. Wait a minute. This is her show, right? It's her show. Yeah. No energy, nothing at all. Just telling people that the rumors are not true. So, I mean, here's the funny part. I would, if if I was Paris Hilton, I would say the rumors are absolutely true. And just take a bunch of baby pictures, not showing anything, and it, it'll go for like two years. Like, when is this baby coming out? <laughs> just continue on. All I'm saying is every rumor that comes by, just accept it because time will tell that it's not true. It's as simple as that. It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories this week. The highlight of the program. There's there's some other shows out there that have just recently adopted doing Florida Man Stories, but uh, we've been doing this for a little bit of time. And... Um, if you're imitating, that's fine. We don't find hate in that. Don't credit us. We won't credit you. Let's not acknowledge each other, but let's keep listening to each other. It makes us stronger. Ricky, um, do we have a clip on this one? No, we don't. Do we have a clip for this one? I don't have a clip for this one. Let me get this pulled up for you. A Port Charlotte woman was arrested after a man found her naked in his pool on Cambridge Drive in Charlotte County. Heather Kennedy, 42 years old, is facing charges of trespassing and resisting arrest after refusing to leave while skinny dipping in a stranger's pool, according to the county sheriff's office. The man was coming home from a doctor's appointment when he noticed clothing scattered all over his lanai, according to deputies. On closer inspection, the man saw a nude woman in his pool. And of course, he called the cops right away. Hmm. She was not happy and was actually quite argumentative, borderline hostile, some may say, as deputies said that they told her to get dressed, get out of the pool multiple times before she finally got out and put on her clothes. The 42-year-old, formerly butt-ass naked woman, then pulled away from deputies trying to detain her and told them she would not be going anywhere, deputies said. Kennedy was taken to the Charlotte County Jail where she refused to reveal her identity to authorities, according to the reports. But investigators quickly identified her by looking at photos of her past jail bookings. Ricky Baez, back to you. So the guy got home, found her butt naked in her pool. Uh, uh, But ass naked. But ass naked in his pool. I like how 
how you talked about how he discovered it. He's like, he he discovered a clothing on his lanai. Why you said it like that, lanai? It was on his lanai, and there was bras and, and shorts and shirts all over the lanai. Why did you pause? Because he called the cops. Would you not have called the cops? I think at first I would have asked, who are you? What you doing? How you doing? And I probably would have called you on, like, what's happened? Had, had go, Ricky, you won't believe what's happening right now. Like, I got no idea what's happening in my backyard. No. <laughs> you would ask, like, what are you doing here? Like, hey, what are you, like, like as if they, like, if they're going to give you a reason that you never thought of that'll make it okay for them to be there. I'm swimming. Oh, cool. <laughs> Stick around. No shit. <laughs> Stick around. Just hang out because uh, some friends of mine are coming over and they have some great jewelry for you. Matching jewelry, jointed jewelry. They're going to put on you and then take you uh, um, to a nice place. Yeah, I would have done the same thing, Jason. You find somebody at my house that that's not supposed to be there, naked or not. I don't care. Get the hell. That is creepy. Get the hell out of my house. Now, I wonder if the guy would have taken off his clothes and jumped in with her. If she was to call the cops feeling harassed, would he get arrested? It makes you wonder, and if he was working from home, would it be a workplace incident? <laughs> there it is. That's my boy. That is my boy. You know what? Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about would that be work as comp, right? Because let's say, forget this piece. Let's say you're at home and you're working. You're in a Teams meeting. You're in a Zoom meeting. And during that Zoom meeting, um, somebody breaks down your door. And somebody breaks down your door, um, hurts you, hopefully not, right? But then... You get hurt in that process. The person gets arrested. Is that workers' comp? Now, at face value, no, it's not. It's not. Here's why. Because that has got nothing to do with work. Somebody breaking into your home has got nothing to do with work. But I would argue that I got hurt because I was home. I would not have been home if I didn't have a job to do from home. So had this job not forced me, here we go, to work from home, then I wouldn't have been hurt. Therefore, the opposite is true at this moment. I think we'll have a claim there, bro. It's a far-fetched one, far-fetched, but still. Because even if you work from home and you get hurt making a sandwich, that's got nothing to do with work because that's something you do every day. But if you trip over some wires you plugged in, we talked about this last week, yes, that is work That is work as comp um, uh, that you could follow. But in this one, I don't know, brother. I think you could uh, do um, pose an argument where that would be work as comp. But We'll see. We're not that lucky. It's time for our final thoughts, starting first with Mr. Ricky Baez. Over to you. Things are getting strange, JC. Folks, things are getting very strange out there right now. Um, you do have a lot of organizations that are now following suit with what the NFL and district cruise lines started doing last week. And as, as more companies do it, more and more are going to follow suit. Um, I'm just waiting for all the losses to come later on. In in a couple of years, we're going to have a brand new employment and labor law field um, that has everything to do with telecommuting from um, you know working from home, vaccinations requirements, things of that. So this is a very interesting time. What I'm telling you to do from an HR perspective is you have an organization that forces employees to get vaccinated. The part where you need to be very vigilant. HR people and business owners is the ADA piece and the reasonable accommodation process, both medically and religiously, to make sure that you're doing what's right for the organization and the employees. Even when you are doing that, keep in mind that you don't fall into a situation that you are creating an environment that causes the disparate impact on employees. 
be careful. And from the employee perspective, one of my final thoughts here is uh, as, as you proceed and move forward and, and as you're faced with a mandate of some kind, um, do what's best for you. That's all. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't. If you don't want a job, understand you won't have it. If you want to retire, and maybe it's more convenient for you to do it early than get a vaccine because you don't want to do it, then make that choice. Commit. Own your actions if that's what you want to do. If you like your job, if you like what you're doing, and your employer says get vaccinated, then you're just going to have to do what you have to do to keep food on the table and then keep moving forward. And there was something we talked about earlier in the show, and we talked about last show. The experimental factor, it's still in a test. It is. It is. But at the same time, it's available for you to take so you don't die, right? So if you want to take it, take it. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. Stop talking to me about it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It's in the news every day. It's everywhere. I turn. It's if 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 this was fall of last year, all you got to do is take the word Trump out of something and put vaccine in there. And that's how rabid the news cycle is on it right now. And then later on, they're going to take the word vaccine out of there and they'll put another word in there and they'll dogpile it on there. They're changing topics consistently. They're dogpiling. And at the end of the day, it's all about personal choice. Make the choice that's best for you. But understand that an employer is going to do what they have to do to run the business They have legal recourse to do what they need to do. So from your end, do it if you want. Don't do it if you don't want. You might want to do it. But if you don't, I don't care. What the hell are you saying? It's on you. Okay. I I just brought your mic back up. What what were you trying to say? I said, what are you saying? I mean, (laughs) you. I get it. So do you. That's what you're saying. Do you. And leave me alone. Do you and leave me alone and let's stop talking about it. Move on. And if you're going to fight the battles, if you're going to fight the good fights, if you're going to do this, that, or the other, that's fine. Do what you got to do. But talk to your close circle, you know. Do do what you need to do and make decisions with those that you trust and those that you love and those that you consider family and talk with them and do it to, do what you feel is best for you at the end of the day. But understand there's consequences all the way around. You know, I mean, do your own research and figure out what you got to do. That's all. And I am sick of hearing about it. I am. I'm I'm tired. Stop talking about it. <laughs> That's right. I'll stop talking about it. We'll just believe everything Chris Cuomo says is truth and gospel as well at the same time. Listen to you. Ricky Baez, what's the uh, best way people could find the podcast and find you, please? Baez, B-A-E-Z-C-O, Baezco.com, HRTalkPodcast.com. We are all over social media. You can find us by just Googling or looking for HR Talk Podcast. Look for the screaming face. We are everywhere where you download your favorite podcast. It just happens to be to you. It's us. So give us a like. Let us know exactly what you think. We would love to hear from you. For those that joined us for the TikTok Live, if you're not familiar with us, stop by Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Player FM. You name it, we're out there. HRTalkPodcast.com. This has been episode 308. I'm JC up by the northern border. And on behalf of the entire production crew, to include... 
The blue whale of the ocean of HR, Ricky Baez, the man, the myth, the legend, the largest HR representative in the world, giving the best guidance. Your dark Sith Lord joins us weekly here. Learn about all the things that'll titillate your fancies in the world of HR. We're talking to this guy. Anything you want to ask, though, anything you want to hear, anything that you want to bring brought to the table, feel free to chime in. Let me know. I'm more than happy to bring it to the table and not mention who the hell you are. And we'll get Ricky's perspective on that on the backside. I'm dry. I'm 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 dry. I'm JC. I was trying to say JC. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Working late last night. I'm so tired. I'm JC. Drive safe. Have a good night. Mofongo is what I'm doing today. Mofongo. <laughs>